Let's talk about the black NHS worker mowed down in a racial attack in 2020. Let's also discuss what happens as the world heats up. What about what Asquith Xavier had to fight for only 54 years ago? This is Pablo from Hackney and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. Today's been an epic day for me. It's been a very hot and steamy day, just how I like it. 36 Celsius today. Uh, last year was Britain's hottest uh, day on record. We had that in July 2019 and it was 37.7 Celsius. And today we got up to 36 Celsius. Absolutely love it. But it's proof that things are getting hotter. Um, whether you believe in climate change or not, the world is getting hotter somewhat. And it's going to be interesting in time to see how that affects uh, things like holiday destinations. You know, you could imagine a time where the Caribbean, Africa, etc. might be a bit too hot for some people to, to want to travel. Not me in particular. I will always go regardless. But I could imagine some people looking to other space, places that are a bit cooler maybe. You know, if England gets that hot... Going somewhere where it's really hot might not be a thing for people. So yeah, but I loved it today. It never lasts long enough for me in the UK. So yeah, so I enjoyed it. Uh, also, so what else has been going on? So uh, one of the things, obviously, you know, Hackney is very close to my heart for obvious reasons. Uh, Clapton FC have now finally bought their own ground. Uh, their old ground, which is the old spotted dog in Forest Gate. Hats off to them. Clapton FC. So in regards to the scientists, scientists are saying that they're now at the limit of uh, opening up society. So it looks like the the normal that we're living right now today is going to be the new normal for the foreseeable future until things change uh, specifically. So it's something we really need to start getting used to and kind of work our way around it and kind of navigate our way around it i don't think it's worth complaining anymore i think we need to look after ourselves as i always say eat good live good and and nurture our bodies in every way possible so that we can defend ourselves against uh diseases such as this and other diseases so i think we need to really get to grips with that and move forward because this is the new normal and as as much as we want it to change it is what it is at this point and they've recently spoken about, uh, well, they've opened a plasma treatment centre because apparently plasma uh, helps to deal with COVID symptoms, apparently. So if you're somebody who's been tested positive already, they're asking you to go to these plasma centres and, and, and donate your plasma. And there's one set up in Westfield, apparently, also. They're also now starting to talk about obesity and how, you know, if we get on top of the obesity, this is going to help with covid and everything else my thing is this has been obvious from day one i'm not a doctor i'm not a scientist but obesity diabetes eating too much vitamin d deficiency just not looking after your body whether it's genetic or you actively not looking after your body these things have we should have been speaking about these a long time ago and i don't me personally i'm not waiting for the government to tell me about these things these things I see it as my duty as a human being to, to look out for these things. Plus, I have children, so it's important that I'm up to speed with that like every other parent. So, But better late than never, they're talking about it now. We need to be on it. We need to be on our health. As, as I've said, uh, every I think every show I, I 
probably mention something about health. But yes, uh, and also uh, they, they've spoken about this, about 300,000 kids gone off the radar, not involved with any type of youth services at all, especially young girls. And that's come from like the, the National Youth Agency. But what that means is there's a lot of, lot of vulnerable kids out there and there'll be a lot of predators trying to scoop up these kids for you know, reasons that we would not be happy to know about. You know, we, we, there, there are a lot of predators out there and if we've got our kids out there not involved in, you know, just kind of gone off the radar. So that means they were on the radar in some shape or capacity and now they're off the radar. And when you say especially girls, obviously girls pray full victim to, you know, um, sexual exploitation as well as all the other repugnant things that these predators um, deal with. So we need to get we need to get on top of that and start looking about where our children are and what our children are doing. It's, it's really important. I spoke to a young person last week and one of the, one of the things that really touched me, they said um, uh, that they're inspired by adults. Um, so they should so that adults should be giving them a good example. And I think that's something that us as parents, you know, we, we need, really need to understand that the things that we do, the children, young people, they look at us and they watch us, you know, and they aspire to be us or, or be better than us, but they at least aspire to be us. So if we're out there doing things that we would reprimand young people to doing, uh, we have to think about, you know, <laughs> they look to us for guidance. Whether they say it, whether they, they buck against your your rules, etc., they do look to us for guidance. And the example we set means a lot to them. It means a lot to them, whether they say it or not. So we really have to check ourselves. I'm, and I'm speaking to all parents, males, females, you know, from all races, you know, and we need to start checking ourselves because there's a lot of things that we're doing that we shouldn't be doing, you know. So I think everybody needs to take a look in the mirror and have a quiet word with themselves and think about what it is for them that they could be doing better because we could all do better. That's the truth of it. We can all do better. And, and some of us may look younger than our years, but a lot of us are older. Then, then we look so and we should be acting accordingly because the one thing that we have over young people is wisdom you know and, and time served on this planet you know as human beings and that's something you can't buy and that's that's something you can only get by by living the, the amount of time we've lived and we need to pass the positive stuff on to these young people 100 percent believe in that so there's been there's been a few i mean this month i don't know if it's the heat i don't know if it's the lockdown whatever, but there's been a few well, there's multiple reasons why this will happen, but there's been a lot of uh, major high profile uh, racial issues that have gone on. So uh, Richard, Richard uh, Cowie, junior MBE, he's been accused of anti-Semitic rant on Twitter. Um, David Starkey, CBE, he's been accused of racism when he said uh, slavery wasn't genocide, otherwise there would be otherwise there wouldn't be so many damn blacks in Africa or in Britain. So both men have apologised in, in their own way publicly. Um, I believe that uh, Mr Cowie, uh, they've been uh, vying for him to be stripped of his MBE. I haven't heard anything about uh, the stripping of uh, Mr Starkey's CBE yet, but that may still be to come. Um, one of the chief rabbis, M. Ephraim Mivis, a chief rabbi, wrote to Twitter basically saying uh, this can't can't be allowed to stand. Um, Twitter's inaction is amounts to complicity, which, yeah, I mean, I, I've I've told people about this thing where you know. 
by not saying something or not doing something, people feel like they they're innocent. But you are complicit when when we when something is deemed to have been done wrong, and you don't say anything, you are complicit with it. You know, and and I think that's 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 a very good point. Um, and I think a very good point as well is, oh well, not even a point. A fact is that. Uh, Mr. Starkey's comments and his live video of him saying what he just said, which I said, which was absolutely repugnant. Um, they're still on YouTube. Funny enough, they're still on YouTube in many different forms, been remixed multiple times. So this is something that that black people are going to have to listen to time and time again. And I, I would say as well, you know, that is that shows that uh, it shouldn't be allowed to stand. That shouldn't be allowed to stand on YouTube, you know. Because inaction around that makes YouTube complicit, you know. So I think, I think you know, I mean, people speak, people speak and say what they want. Um, but when you say stuff that offends people, you have to deal with the repercussions that come off of the back of that. And the very least you can do is say sorry and apologise, you know. That is the very least you can do. Um, but definitely, if you say something, whether it's your intention to offend a whole community or not, if it's offended a whole community, you need to apologise, you know, you need to apologise, you know, and that's, that's, there's no two ways about that in, in my book, regardless of whether it's, whether it's uh, directed at black people, you know, descendants of Africa, or it's um, targeted at Jews, either way. If people, if they tell you this offends us, you need to apologise. And both of these men have apologised. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out for each of them. Um, I know that um, Mr. Cowie has actually been banned now from Twitter for, for life, basically. Um, and he, he spoke about, he spoke about, I watched an interview with him on Sky and he was speaking about he'd, his manager, his ex-manager now, he's been going through stuff with him and the lawyers, etc., who also happen to be Jewish, I believe. Um, and he was explaining that he hadn't even seen his MBE since taking the picture. It's in a frame in his in the, the manager's office and he hasn't got any of his plaques, which I, which I was astonished, to be fair. You know, it, this man is the godfather of grime. You know, he, he's the forebearer of, of a totally new genre that didn't exist before he got involved in it in, in the way that he did. And he says he has none of his plaques and he doesn't have his MBE and he never has. So quite interesting, quite interesting. I, I hope all of, you know, all of these two men's woes um, are, are rectified in, in, in a in a equal way. You know, in a, in a positive way. I hope the end result is positive, ultimately. Because obviously it has been negative for for the people that it's impacted on. So, yeah. Um, so, also, what came up as well about uh, paedophiles? So, basically, paedophiles have been able to go missing uh, by just going to Depot and changing their name. Now, I can't believe in 2020 we've got a situation where you've got some of the most cunning and repugnant and you know disgusting people you know being able to find loopholes so that they can go about their business doing what they want and what they want to do is paedophilia related those are the things that they do hence why they're supposed to be kept uh, tight tabs on and you're meant to know exactly where they are so you can guard your children against them and guard schools against them but they've found a loophole 
that we're just hearing, well, I just heard about it this week, uh, where they're able to change their name and, and loads of them just go missing because they changed their name multiple times. Th th these kind of loopholes have to be, have to be top priority, you know, in it, with the powers that be. Because, you know, you're talking about these people create victims. This is what they do. You know, their, their life cycle is to create victims and not just any victims, our children, our young girls and young boys. These people go around creating victims. That is their way of life. There's no way that loophole should be open for a second longer. After you found that it's open, it should be closed. But the sentencing around, you know, people that commit paedophilia is, is ridiculous too, to be fair. You know, they, they don't get enough time. Um, but yeah, that's a whole thing that definitely needs to be discussed and broken down and, and addressed, you know, immediately. That one, that one's an immediate one, I think. That's me personally. Um, some places in, in Luton, uh, in regards to lockdown, have been uh, targeted as high risk. And there was a situation a couple of days ago where the mayor, Tahir Malik, was pictured with no mask in the garden, you know, having fun. He's now under investigation. It seems a bit of a running theme, the, these politicians saying, do one thing and we will do something else in regards to this COVID thing. So, you know, it, it is what it is. It'd be interesting to see how that investigation, uh, what comes of it. Um, at least he's being investigated. I don't think they investigated, um, was it Dominic Cummins? I think that was the person, but yeah. So, yeah, say as I do as I say, not as I do. I think is, is the motto some people are working with. Uh, so also, uh, so the, there's meant to be easing up on the lockdown over the next couple of days. And they've had to, because the numbers are going up uh, in regards to the COVID uh, pandemic, they've delayed it for the next two weeks. Um, in, in Manchester and Leicester and Yorkshire and the, the northern parts, they're actually... Uh, going back into lockdown, uh, into a deeper lockdown. So it's not that bad now in London, but up north, it's 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 got a bit stricter again. So, you know, we're 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 going through some turbulent times, man. You 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 don't know what you're doing from one day to the next in regards to this this pandemic, etc. And obviously, this is a time of Eid as well for the Muslims. So this is impacting them heavily. You know, they they're about to have their celebrations and stuff and for them this is this could be the equivalent to our christmas you know the way how we we like christmas christmas eve you know they've got eid and, and they're told you know they can't be around people they can't do the things that they they want to do so it's got to be hard for them so i definitely empathize with them but at the end of the day we are in a pandemic and we do have to look after each other and you know just be not be so singular i suppose you know just think about the bigger picture as as challenging as it is and in Portland, Oregon, it's, I think they're in their 50th week of Black Lives Matter protests. And looking at the videos on, on the global news, it's like a war zone out there. It's like something out of the movies, you know, the way that, you know, the place is all sprayed up, it's smashed up. It's, but yeah, it's just been every day there. So it is, I mean, it'd be interesting to really unpack what everybody is there for because you know they, the the black lives matter people you know they should be there and they should be doing it and they should keep the pressure up definitely but there are talks of there are other people getting involved in these um these marches and kind of 
using it to their own end. So that's something that I think we, we really should start discussing and unpacking. But we should definitely be keeping up, keeping the momentum going, you know, with this with this focus on on the, the ills that have been happening in regards to black people across the planet. These things do need to be spoken about. Um, and during this time, during this time of Black Lives Matter, during this time of, of COVID, pandemic, some people have been really entrepreneurial. And I, I definitely want to take my hat off to Selena Boyd and her daughter, Faith, who have gone about starting a magazine called Coca Girl. Um, amazing. You know, her daughter's six years old. She, she kind of been inspired to do it as well and is, is the co-creator with her mum and their mission statement is to build a community for black girls who are misrepresented uh, a lot of the time in the media you know and and basically their magazine supports parents and carers also as well so this is one of the first magazines where young black girls and and i really like the way this is a young dark-skinned black girl with no chemicals in her hair you know pure natural beauty love it you know on the front cover so inspiring so inspiring i think i think i mean that gap has always been there so hopefully we fill this gap up you know with 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 stuff by us for us because we can do this i mean this family is showing you we can do this ourselves so you can you can buy a copy for your daughter for your son for your family at cocagirl.com that's cocagirl.com so have a look on there check it out and support you know it's it's important sadly you know, with you know, carrying on with this theme of, of Black Lives Matter, it's so sad to see that, you know, a 21-year-old NHS worker in Bristol last Wednesday, he was racially attacked. Um, a car was driven in, driven into him, and threw him into a wall. Um, this this young man that is now scared for his life in his own city. Um, you know, he, the pictures I saw of him, the pictures I saw of him, the grit. He still had the grit and the glass in his face, you know, he, he looked like he was dragged, you know, and all his legs, the gashes, you could, ah, oh, it was, it was horrific, man, he, it actually looked like, um, a picture of Emma Till, you know, the only difference between him and Emma Till, Emma Till, you know, he died through, through, through what them people did to him, but, you know, he, this young boy was so damaged, you know, um, and it's just sad, you know, that, you know, white on black violence based on people's the colour of their skin is still happening in 2020. In, in 2020, of all years for this stuff to be happening, there's still some white people that think it's okay to, to attack black people just based on the colour of their skin. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. You know, I, I, can't, I can't even remember a time when you hear, you know, young black kids attacking white people because of the colour of their skin. I'm not saying people don't attack people for other reasons, but for the colour of your skin, I don't understand it. It just doesn't make any real sense, any real sense at all. And it needs to stop, you know. So, And it's not something that black people can stop because we're not doing it, you know. But, you know, th those families, that community, they need to start looking at themselves and start speaking to their children and, and speaking to themselves, you know, just, just sorting it out. Because it's not something we can we can do. All we can do is highlight when it happens. But thank goodness, that young NHS worker, and he's an NHS worker as well. This boy is probably saving, you know, uh, uh, these people's lives day to day in his work, you know. Um, but they saw they saw it fit to to run him down on the road. But I'm just glad he's still breathing and he's living. 
Um, and talking about the NHS as well, uh, I come across a, a really good website, um, Modern Day Medics. Modern Day Medics, uh, their mission statement is that their aim is to provide support and encouragement for black people, black students wishing to study a medical degree uh, and aid them through the journey, basically, um, with, a, with a network, um, supporting them and just basically helping them to succeed as, as young black medics. So whether they're nurses, whether they're doctors, whether they're, you know, anything with, within that range. So I think it's really good, you know, um, and it just really emphasises the wide range of things that we do do and you don't actually hear that much about that stuff so I think that's a really good website especially if you've got young children who, who are looking to get into the, the medical world and maybe they don't know the route to go or they, they've got questions they want to ask I'm sure these guys at this this website will be able to support them with that so the website is moderndaymedics.com that's moderndaymedics.com so that's definitely worth checking out also, um, I mean, 50, 54 years is not a long time, yeah? But 54 years ago, there was a man called Asquith Xavier. What a powerful name. He, their parents, his parents knew that he was going to be, uh, you know, somewhere in history. Asquith Xavier. He was a West Indian-born Briton who ended the colour bar at a British railway station, fighting, fighting um, to have to be the first non-white train guard in Houston, Houston Station. And that was in 1966. So basically, in 1966, you could not be a, a, um, a train guard if you was black. You had to be white to be a train guard. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? Only 54 years ago, a man had to fight to, 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 to ensure that moving forward, you could be black and be a train guard. Absolutely crazy. But like I said, his parents knew what they was doing when they was naming him. He was going to be a trailblazer and be, be recognising history. Another man who's also recognising history is one of my favourite actors. They've had the BAFTAs basically um, today. And he was honoured with the special award. And that is Idris Elba. This man is a star. I mean, you know, that's kind of an understatement. He's been in so many different movies um, and, and, and TV documentaries. And he's just done a lot, you know, from from American Gangster to Lufa to In the Long Run to Yardi to Marvel's Thor. And you know what? My favorite, though, my favorite is The Wire. He played Stringer Bell. At that time, I could have sworn this man was American. He played Stringer Bell like he was born to be Stringer Bell. But then to see him go on from that and, and you know, acting with his normal voice and, and totally different characters, and he does those seamlessly and you totally believable. Salute to him. And he's an East London native as well. So salute to him, 100%. Big up yourself, Idris. Yes. And also, something I've been consuming over these past couple of days, they've brought back the Real McCoy. Um, it's been a long time coming. It's on BBC iPlayer. They've got all the seasons on there, all the episodes on there. There was talk about it last last year, and the rumour was that they'd actually lost the originals, hence why we, we hadn't seen a replay since it was out. It's been, it must be about 30 years old or something like that. But um, that was obviously inaccurate because it's now here. So, yeah, I definitely recommend going and catching up on The Real McCoy. Um you know, I didn't realise when, when it when it first came out, I didn't realise how much they were trying to 
teach you in between the jokes. But when you watch it now as an adult, it's like, okay, you was, you was trying to drop some gems, you know, so it, it's, it's really good. Definitely worth a look. So thank you. Um, this has been, uh, this has been great. I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed, uh, having this talk with you guys today. So thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. And hopefully you can join me on the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thanks again for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussions.